Dig a Bit, a podcast for women who want to dig into the meat of God's Word for a bit. We are glad you have taken a few minutes out of your day to listen. Our host is Cindy Colley from thecolleyhouse.org. Now grab your Bible and let's dig in. Okay, as promised, I want to finish making our little list of ways that we cultivated a a desire to study and meditate on the Word. We're in section Beth of Psalm 119. And in verse 16, we, we find that we should delight in the laws of the Lord or in the word of the Lord. And we defined that word last time. And then we de- decided to list just a few practical ways that we can train ourselves to delight in our Bible study. And obviously, the ramifications, the rewards of that are Um, infinite. If we get into the Word, we are doing the most important study that we will ever do in this lifetime. It will affect every aspect of our lives in a positive way, and it will ensure heaven for us in the end if we study and apply those things to our lives. So last time we listed a few things that help us to love, to look forward to, to have the can't wait attitude about our Bible study. And this time I wanted us to take just a few more of those and um, then we will move on to something else. This is podcast number two, audio podcast number two for month seven, which is our study basically of Psalm 119. Next, after the things that we mentioned last time, I wanted to talk about the importance of finding someone to share to teach the information that we learn. If we have, uh, and that's a big part of my focus, is that I constantly learn and appreciate learning because I always have opportunities ahead of me to teach. And as we talked about last time, if you do study, you will find someone to share that which you've learned and to, to um to help another life with the things that you've learned. So just having the ability, the um, opportunity to teach another person what you've learned is uh, invaluable in making you want to learn more and more. Now, how does that come about? Well, lots of ways. First of all, I would just encourage you to be open to teaching. Never say no to an opportunity to teach. I was talking to a friend just a few days ago, and someone had asked her to speak at a ladies' day, and she was just like, I'm just going to say no. I, I can't even, I can't think about um, getting up in front of people and teaching. And after a few conversations with um another sister in Christ, she's decided to go ahead and do this ladies' day. Well, what a challenge, and how motivating is that for her Bible study? I I would say be open to both public and private Bible studies. Lots of times I will be with someone, and I will have a chance to say, you know, I've been studying about, and I can fill in the blank, maybe it's someone who is sitting beside me on a plane and is talking about how tough life has been lately. And I have this chance to say, you know, I've been studying about um, how that we are contented in Christ from Philippians chapter 4. And that opens up an opportunity to teach, to share some of the Bible study that I've been engaged in. Well, that's not as easy as it sounds, though, because the devil is right there in the back of the of my mind saying all kinds of things. This person didn't get on this plane for a Bible study. This person might be annoyed when you say, oh, let's 
bring the Bible into the conversation. This person might not even be a believer in God. This person probably wanted to sleep. This person's probably tired from a trip and is going to be annoyed and tell her husband when she gets back, oh man, I sat by this lady who wanted to talk to me about the Bible. And it's so hard when people want to talk to you about the Bible because you can't just say, I don't like to talk about that. And so you, you are respectful and you listen, but you really don't. The devil plants all these ideas in your mind about what people do and don't want to hear, how people are going to feel about it, how it's going to be awkward. But you know what? God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and love and a sound mind. If I know that the power is in his word, it's not in anything that's inherent in me. If I know that um, compassion means that every soul that hasn't come in contact with the gospel is lost and my words might be the only chance that they will have in many months to talk about God's word or to hear anything about God's word. That's a, that's a spirit of love, compassion. I might be the one and so I want to be compassionate on their souls and a sound mind. A sound mind a healthy mind, a mind that can reason. And you know what a sound mind also does? A sound mind knows when to stop talking. If this person is uninterested, you will know that. And you will have opened your mouth and given this person an opportunity to be interested in the Word of God. And a sound mind is many things. But one thing a sound mind is, is just reasonableness. It is the ability to say, oh, well, I tried, and this person wants to sleep. Those, you know, that's a sound mind, too. So what I'm just saying to you is that we shouldn't let the devil close the door before we've even opened it. It's a simple thing to say, you know, I've been studying about that. I've been, I found something in this passage that might be helpful, and then I'm going to leave you alone. And then just give that person a chance to interact about the Word of God. When we do that, it enriches our study. It motivates us to study and to be in the Word of God. So teach someone else what you are learning. Use resources. That's where I'm going to spend probably the bulk of the time here today. Use resources. You know, just look for resources on eBay and Amazon and Marketplace, things that can help you in your Bible study. Don't be indiscriminate. I love um, concordances are great. I have a great one in my Dixon Bible, but there are concordances all over the place that will um, partner with whichever version of the Bible you're using. If you are using the NKJV, you'll want to get a concordance that goes along with the NKJV. And of course, a concordance is just where you can look up any word. Let's say your word is repentance, and you're going to look up repent or repentance in the concordance and find every place that says that that word is mentioned. Um, this month, our the word we might want to look up is statutes. Where does it talk about the statutes of God, for instance, in the KJV? And you can find every instance in which that is mentioned and find ways that we are to love and delight in the statutes of the Lord. So get a good concordance. Strong's is a great concordance, but there are many great concordances. Cruden's is a great old concordance. But, you know, concordances don't get old. 
because they don't ever get any older than the version of the Bible that you're studying from. So get a good concordance that goes with whichever version of the Bible that you are studying from. Commentaries are great. Now, I'm just going to go ahead and say that we have to be discriminant with commentaries. I have to be discriminant with the ones that I use. The ones that I want to be careful with but love are commentaries like Barnes, Matthew Henry. These are old ones, but but um, thorough ones. Clark's, I use Barnes, Clark's, Matthew Henry because they are just reputed as being scholarly about the word. But I have to watch out. I have to watch out for um, denominational ideas um, in those commentaries. And so um, I'm careful with those. But as far as finding um, interesting and compelling ideas that I want to further research from the Word. They are great commentaries. If I, were, if I was going to just choose a set of commentaries right now to purchase, it would be Truth For Today. These are a brand new set of commentaries, and they are great commentaries. People uh, that I respect very much, like Wayne Jackson and David Leip, uh, David Leip is great in the Truth For Today commentaries. I would just uh, really highly recommend if you're going to buy a set of commentaries or if you're going to purchase one for maybe your preaching husband or one of your elders for Christmas, it would be Truth For Today. And you know you can buy one at the time if you don't want to buy them all at once, but those Truth For Today commentaries are wonderful. Other commentaries that I use are uh, Kill and Dillich. Uh, some people say delete, some people say, I don't know, but anyway, they are great commentaries. Um, well, they are avail, I'm going to say most available in, um, you know, when you're looking in your, um, olive tree program, for instance. And if you don't have a computer program, I really recommend that you get that. I use olive tree, but there are other computer programs that are great, um, my husband is about to buy a new one, I think, and I'm excited about looking at another program that he feels like will be an upgrade to our olive tree. So you need to have a computer program installed in your computer. And, and on that, of course, on that program, then you can buy uh, commentaries that are online commentaries just to plug in there. I have Barnes and Clark and Matthew Henry, and Blue Letter Bible, a great resource. Type in Blue Letter Bible, just Google it, and um, you will, that, that is a great resource. You can, you can line up all the parallel versions and see how a particular phrase is translated in various different versions, as well as finding commentaries on Blue Letter Bible, and it's just free online. So that's another great resource. As far as online websites, I highly recommend, and you know this if you study very long with um, our Digging Deep study, the Apologetics Press website, Apologetics Press, and the Christian Courier website. Those are two that um, I just find indispensable in my Bible study because they are scholarly. They are um, pretty broad. You can find a lot of different things um, on those. I've been, Glenn and I, at night when we go to bed, recently have read, been reading a book by Wayne Jackson, who is um, the founder of Christian Courier. And he, uh, this book is called Notes in the Margin of My Bible. I think that's what it's called. Notes in the Margin of My Bible by Wayne Jackson. A, a great resource for marking your Bible and for, um, I'm going to say, kick-starting studies of various passages, notes in the margin of my Bible. We've been loving that. 
Uh, use your study to do family Bible time. You know, when you come across something and you say, wow, this has a great application for my children, then challenge your children. You know, we've been, um, our kids in our congregation have in recent weeks been learning the kids sing card called the apologetics card. They can give you four reasons we know God is real, four reasons we know Jesus is his son, four reasons we know the Bible is his word. And they are mastering that apologetics a basic foundation at a very early age. So you can look up the kids sing cards if you would like to on thecollyhouse.org. They are all there. You can make your own free and laminate them and use them in your family Bible times, but I would use whatever study I'm doing. Lots of times I come across something in my study and I think, whoa, I want my grandchildren to get a handle on this concept from this passage. And so lots of things. For instance, a couple of weeks ago, my children found a baby bird on the side of the road. They weren't satisfied until we found a little shelter for that baby bird to see if that baby bird's life could be saved. It was not. The, the little bird died through the night, you know, and it was just a little, I think it was a little sparrow. And, or a, maybe um, it, it was just a common little bird, whatever it was. I should have um, taken a picture of it and looked it up. But anyway, the bird died. But you know what? There's a great uh, jump off there. There's a great lesson there for children. God knew when that sparrow died. And if, if God knows when a sparrow falls to the ground, then God knows what's going on in our lives. And God knows that today you struggled with X, Y, Z. He knows about that. Now let's go talk to him about that in prayer and ask him to help us to get stronger through the, the difficult thing that you experience today. Now I'm not saying that takes a great deal of Bible study to know that. But I'm just saying that in all of the areas of conversation with our children, they'll be richer, they'll be better, they'll be, I'm going to use the word the psalmist used, they'll be delightful if we fill them with what our Bible study has, um, has taught us. And I'm just going to say that uh, that'll be hard to do if we're not in the Word. So we need to delight in being in the word because of all of these ways and many more that the word will enrich our lives and the lives of our families thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path all of us are on a path all of us are encountering different things every day that are challenging that are difficult but the word is delightful it is, we should have an I can't wait attitude about studying the Word of God. I hope this has been helpful in some way, maybe some little part about a concordance or a commentary or an, a computer program has been helpful to you. I'm just, I know that it probably seems like, wow, Cindy Colley went rambling today. But I think it's okay sometimes for us to share about our delight in the Word of God and how that it randomly and in an organized way affects our lives, makes them better, makes them purposeful, makes them happier and more fulfilled. Let's go and let's be in the Word.